Right. Hey, folks. So I want to give you my perspective on the question of intensity versus volume. So that age-old question, which has been going on now for many years, <laughs> many decades, actually, we had these same arguments and debates uh, when I first started training as well back in the late 90s. So I want to give you my perspective on that. And I want to give you some of the consequences of overly missing the, uh, overly focusing on this and kind of missing one of the other key tenets of how to make bodybuilding progress. So should you do intensity? Should you do volume? What's the answer, Faz? Give us the quick, quick soundbite. What is it? My answer to that is that um, for everyone asking that question, they're pretty much missing the point. They're missing the entire point of why we train. Okay. Now, the goal behind training is to get bigger and stronger for the most part. And they mostly go hand in hand. So if you're training for hypertrophy, yeah, great. But as a consequence of that, you're also going to get stronger. So, And also, if you improve your rep strength for reasonable amount of reps with great form over time, you're going to get bigger. And that's kind of where people miss the point. It's not about intensity versus volume. Completely misses the point. The focus is and always should be on getting brutally strong with great form in moderate rep ranges in a handful of the big compound lifts. Just let that sink in for a second. That's your focus. Your focus is to get brutally strong in a moderate rep range in a handful of compound lifts with fantastic form. So as an example, if you're currently benching 80 for 10. By the time you're benching 120 for 10, you're going to be a hell of a lot bigger. And that's regardless of whether you got there via high intensity or whether you got there via lots and lots of volume, it doesn't matter. So what I will say though is the only thing that really matters in this case is getting to that end result in good form with moderate ref ranges. Again, all those things that I preach all the time, that's the key. Whether you do that via a high-intensity Dorian Yates type of approach or whether you do that with a high-volume Isretel type of approach, doesn't matter. Really doesn't matter. It's just the end goal, which is what we're interested in. Think about it. Where you're at right now, if you're a young guy at the gym who's going to the gym, looking to gain some muscle mass, say you're anywhere between, I don't know, 18 to 35, right? You're relatively young. You've got all your best gaining years ahead of you and you can still only bench, I don't know, 100 120, let's say, you're one of the stronger guys at the gym. What's going to get you to that next level? What's going to get you to the next level is benching 130, 140, 150, 160. All those next level markers. Same with the squats, same with the deadlifts. What's going to get you bigger legs, bigger back? And you know, it doesn't have to be the big compound lifts, the big barbell lifts. It can be anything. Let's say you really, really like the hammer strength leg press. I like it. It's a great, the, the one where you're sat down and you sat upright and you push along the, uh, the pad. It's a great machine. Now, let's say you're currently doing five plates aside on that. Fantastic. By the time you do eight plates aside on that, with good form, the same form, with the same rep range, then you're going to be all the more bigger. Now, that's the point. Like All of these arguments about intensity versus volume, even the arguments we've had recently, which are just jabs at people in the industry to do with rep speed, that's all they are, really. It's like, yeah, you don't work hard. I work hard because the rep speed doesn't slow down. It does slow down. Oh, God knows what else. It's all missing the point. Now, my problem with that is that all of those conversations, they detract and distract the average guy and girl from actually making progress because 
they're all pointing at intensity versus volume and all it leads or rep speed or any other minutia of details. And all it does is it distracts people from their main priorities. So what happens is they get impatient. You go, well, okay, I was, this guy said intensity is the key. So I'm gonna do lots of intensity, great. They don't see much results at the end of that, maybe four weeks. So they go, okay, I'm gonna try volume now, all right. Don't see much results at the end of that four weeks. Nah, maybe I'll try a bit more intensity. You know, there's always that niggling doubt in the back of their heads. So they're always looking for things. And you know how it works. As soon as you start to think for yourself, well, you know, I'm going to I'm gonna do more intensity, then you start to find sources of information which back up your point. Then all of a sudden, before you know it, everything you read online supports the idea that intensity is the key, right? Because that's what we do. Naturally, we just look out we look for source information which back up our point of view. So it leads to us feeling dissatisfied with what we're currently doing and then look for something new and then something new and then something new. So we're preoccupied with the way to do things. We're preoccupied with the intensity, the volume, the details that don't matter. And as a result of that, we're constantly changing around routines. And basically we're missing the what's actually important. We're missing, as I said right at the beginning, we're missing the point. The point isn't anything to do with all those things. The point is to get stronger you've got to get stronger get stronger in the compound lifts with moderate rep ranges in great form that's what's going to get you bigger and stronger you look at all the biggest and strongest guys ever throughout the history of of bodybuilding they've all been strong as well they've all been strong like kai green for example is constantly talking about how he's a bodybuilder not powerlifter but then he goes and incline benches um four plates aside for a perfect set of 12 he's pretty strong <laughs> he's he's enormous all the big guys like Jay Cutler, Ronnie Coleman, they'll all be inclined benching about four plates for good clean reps, okay? So the point is to get stronger over time. Now, the consequence of overly focusing on these minutiae of details and getting involved in these online arguments with people is that what you'll do is you'll get unsatisfied with what you're currently doing and look to change it around. And you'll start to develop something which uh, I've heard, a term which I first heard of many years ago called fuck arounditis. <laughs> so you'll just start fucking around at the gym. One month it'll be one style of training, next month it'll be another style of training. And you'll never really gain any momentum to actually get you to the point where you're working hard. Now, some of you, of course, will take exception to that. You're like, you know, I work hard every fucking day. I call bullshit on that because a lot of people don't really understand what it means to work hard. Now, when you're, say, when you're, let us give you a real life example of this. This is what most people do. Let's say they're benching in the gym, okay? They start bench pressing. They've not done it for a while. And they start with, say, 80 kilos for a set of six and whatever else they do in that session. Next session, they'll try 85. Next session, they'll try 90. And 85, they might get for six as well. 90, they might get for five. Maybe they'll try 90 for one more week and they won't get five. And go, that's it. Training's not working. I'm going to try something else. I'm going to try some drop sets. I'm going to try this. I'm going to try that. I'm going to try this. I'm going to try that. So they change something. They're like, okay, you know what? It's not working. And all week long between Monday sessions, they've been reading online about, oh, you know what? Volume. Yeah. Geez. You know what? Mike's right. I should be doing more volume. Crap. That's why I'm not progressing. That last week I got five. This week I got five. Fuck. No. Mike told me I need more volume. And I, I didn't listen to Mike. <laughs> Mike, forgive me. So I need more volume. So week after week five, they end up changing something. Something changes. And then they're right back. So they say, okay, you know what? I'm going to do sets of 10. Great. So I'm going to go back and I'm going to lower the weight. So let's go back to say 70 kilos and do sets of 10. All right, great. Okay, cool. Now next week, 75, set, set of 10. Week after that, 80 
for a set of 10. Great, look at me go. I'm doing all right, aren't I? Um, they don't quite get 10 though. Maybe they get eight. Oh, crap, got eight. All right, let's try 80 again the week after. Crap, got nine. Oh, damn, I seem to be slowing down in progress. Let's change things again. So in three months, <laughs> they've had three routines, constantly changing things around. Now, my problem with that is you're never really digging in. And that's what I mean by hard work. When you first hit 90 for five, and let's say you got five for a couple of weeks on a trot, that is when you should really look at what you're doing in regards to diet, in regards to training intensity, and look at how you're progressing and give it some time, you know? Give it some time. Actually stick to that for a while. Maybe if you get one or two extra reps per session, that's enough. Because you know what? As a natural guy who's trying to do his best to get stronger, that's about all you can really manage. I think the expectations for naturals have been really blown apart. And sort of people are just expecting them to progress loads and loads and loads week in, week out. But that's just not the way it goes. Most averagely genetically gifted people are to sort of averagely, uh, average genetics. Most of the people who are with average genetics are not going to be gaining kilos upon kilos and reps upon reps um, every single day uh, when they step in the gym. So you've got to temper those expectations. Maybe you'll get a couple of re extra reps. Great. Maybe you won't even get extra reps on that week. That's okay as well. But the point is, like, you've got to slow things down because at that stage where you've built up from the easy poundages, you've built up the easy reps, and you're getting into that hard zone of where every rep counts, that's the golden zone. That's where you grow because that's where you're getting maximum stimulation. So that would be your, say, 90 for five in this example that I'm, I'm working through. 80 for five or 80 for six and 85 for six really wasn't that much effort. It was just getting in the gym and doing some hard work. When you get to that 90 for five and you start to shake a little bit and things start to get hard and you maybe only add one rep per session that's when people start to think oh crap i'm stalling things are feeling hard maybe i should change things up that's the golden zone that is where you make the most progress that's where you knuckle down you make sure your out of gym factors are all in check your food's in check your sleep's in check your recovery's in check and that's where you do the most growing because that is where you're on the cusp of whether you're actually making progress or not 80 and 85 in that example it's relatively easy work. And yeah, sure, you'll progress up until you hit that stall again. But the stall is what you want. That's the zone you want to be working in. And most guys, when they hit, they encounter a little bit of resistance, they just think, crap, you know what? I've hit a wall. But that's not a wall. That is the golden zone where you need to sit in for a while and really bound, pound your head against that. That's where you're making gains. That's when you go back, you make sure your food's in check, your sleep's in check, and that's the golden zone. It's the most amount of stimulation because you're really on that cusp of, am I going to make progress or am I not? You're really stressing your body to the point where it's, it, it, it's growing or not. Now, if you can grow past that, great. You know you're growing. If you fail at that stage and go, well, you know what, I'm going to try 10s, I'm going to try sets of 20, I'm going to try drop sets, I'm going to try high volume, I'm going to try intensity, I'm going to try and speed my reps up, I'm going to try and slow my reps down, I'm going to try and take shorter rest periods, longer rest periods, you've blown it. If you think that, you've blown it. You've absolutely blown it. That's the point where you've got to dig in. That is where it gets serious. That's the difference between somebody who makes progress or not. Now, think about this as well. If once you do that, let's say you take those sixes and you get up to 90 and you start to stall, and you start, things start to get hard and you go, okay, crap, I'm going to change rep schemes. You've done that once. You've basically wasted three weeks of progression because you've built up to the point where it's just about starting to get useful and then you've quit and you've gone on to something else. So you've wasted three weeks. Now, 
think about this though. How many times have you done that over the course of the last year or two years when you had access to the gyms? How many times have you done that? How many times in a month did you get up to a point where, you know, it's, this is getting really hard. I'm not sure if I can progress from month to month and then just got on something new. How many times have you done that? Now, what tends to happen is these wasted weeks turn into wasted months. And these wasted months turn into wasted years. And these wasted years turn into wasted decades. Because after a while, you just assume that that's the way things are. And most people do. Like Most people reach a plateau where they reasonably think that that's it, I'm done. What they don't realize is to progress past that plateau, it happens in increments. Like every single, for, for a lot of people, every single kilo past, say, a, I don't know, 80 kilo bench, from an 80 to 140 kilo bench, every single kilo needs to be earned. And I get the feeling that these days, not even just these days, when I was first started training, it was the same thing as well. People in whatever generation, I don't want to go down that whole route of today's generation, but whatever generation it is, they don't have this ability to really dig in. Pretty much every kilo from 80 to right up to 140, you've got to earn that right along the way. And I'm just talking about, say, bench press here. But it's the same with the squat or the deadlift or any lift, compound lift, you know, machine lift that you want to do and get better at. Every single kilo is, is going to be a fight. Now, you might have this impression that, well, you know, I should just be able to go in and gain and gain and gain indefinitely. Well, it doesn't work like that. And this is the life cycle of most people in gyms. They'll get to that hard stage and then, go do something else. Another, another training routine, different rep schemes, different rep tempos, intensity versus volume, all that kind of stuff, they'll falter. But that's the zone where they need to dig in. And then the consequence of that long-term is they will just keep in that zone, keep in that, keep in that way of doing things forever. Essentially, that will be their life. And so you'll, because I've seen people, when I first, um, I'll tell you a bit of a story about this. this. This gives you a very stark illustration of what I'm talking about. There was a guy when I first started training, I was um, on I was on the forums. There's a guy called Ron. Okay, I'm not going to say his full name because um, he's still relatively active. I don't know if he listens to what I do, but when I first got on, I was about 18, 17, 18. He was already about 28, 29. He's a bit older than me. At the time, he was very underdeveloped. Didn't really do a great deal of training. Didn't really do a great deal of progression. Always was thinking about training, overthinking it, overthinking it, overthinking it. Wrote articles, science-based articles. Science was he or he what he thought was science, but it was actually completely all misapplied. But he was really he, he liked himself to think of himself as a real thinker. But he would do this every time it got hard. He would change his routine around. Every time something got difficult, he would just change it, mix it around because all week long he was thinking about approaches like you know what this and muscle uh, recruitment and higher reps, lower reps, and this and that and all that kind of stuff. Full body routine versus push-pull legs versus body parts. Just thinking about it week in, week out, day in, day out. So every time things would get a little bit hard, it would give that niggling bit of doubt in his brain and it changed the routine. Now, he did that for a while. When I knew him, he hardly made any progress at all. Now, the crazy thing is I lost touch with Ron and I connected with him again on a Facebook forum. And uh, he's now like 50 years old or older. And in the, those 20 years, the best, those best 20 years of his life from like 28 to 48 or whatever, he made zero progress. How messed up is that? Like I've painted a scenario for you where somebody's wasted three weeks 
And that's a very real scenario because they're constantly changing routines around. And you all know somebody, or even maybe not yourself, who just changes stuff when they start to sense a bit of a storm. And after a while, what happened with Ron was he just believed he was never going to make any progress. He was like, you know what? This is just who I am. It wasn't a sad realization, I don't think, for him. It was just like, yep, this is what I am. So I just can't make any progress. But the reality was he never really digged in. He never really, when it got hard, he never really digged all the science, all the thinking, all the obsession over training. When everything's got hard, he bitched out. And he bitched out once. He bitched out twice. And it ended up being two decades of bitching out. You know what? The sad thing is you don't get that time back. And you'll know guys, and I know, I know guys in the gym now, because I've been training for a while, I've been training for 20 years. Um, I know guys in the gym who are 30 years old, 31 years old, who are actually PTs, who don't really even look like they lift. I know some guys who are PTs who basically just look like guys, fat guys who drink a lot of beer. And that is such a shame to be so involved in the fitness lifestyle, to actually coach other people as well. But to have such a poor grasp of what effective training is because you're so wrapped up in the minutiae of things that don't matter. Like, is it intensity? Is it volume? Should I be lifting fast? Should I be lifting slow? How many sets of reps should I do? To get caught up in all that minutiae, overthink that so much to the point where you're just crippled with this paralysis analysis and you end up making zero progress. But then the problem is, once that happens over the course of not only a few months, but a few years, that becomes institutionalized thinking you start to believe, okay, this is as far as I'm going to get. And that can happen to everyone. <laughs> Ron's been living in that zone for 20 years. Ron will go to go, will, will die thinking, you know what? I just got drawn really poor hand. That meant I could never bench more than 50 kilos or 60 or whatever he did. Wow. Absolutely. Wow. So what can you do about it? What you can do about it is this pick a routine, <laughs> stick with it right? That's the big thing. Pick a routine and stick with it. I mean, I, to give you an example of that, most of 2019, I'm talking like pre-pandemic. So most of 2019, I did an upper lower. Okay. Most of 2018, I did a push pull legs. Okay. That's how long I generally stick to a routine for, because otherwise, how can you really establish what you're doing? Through the pandemic, I mostly did the push pull legs. So 2020, um, was a push-pull legs, very basic push-pull legs with very low volume because I wasn't doing a great deal of activity. But the point is I stuck to that for the whole year and I did what I could to make progress despite being, you know, in the pandemic. So what you can do is you can pick a routine and bloody well stick to it. And when things get hard, that's when you not, you not only dig in, but you look at everything else you're doing. Don't look at your training at that stage. Your training is the expression of everything else you're doing. Your training is the expression of your diet, your recovery, all that kind of stuff. How well are you eating? How well are you sleeping? That's your training as a result of that. So it's not your training's fault that you're fucking up in the gym. It's yours. Like it's your lack of food, lack of sleep, lack of effort in general. So get to the point where you're working hard and stick to it. Just ride that golden zone for a while. That's what you need to do. <laughs> when things get so hard that you feel like you're, just, you're hanging on like a roller coaster ride, that's when you need to dig in, stick to it. That's the first thing you can do. Now, in terms of how you do that from a practical sense, firstly, establish your markers of progression. So I, I um, did a video about this a few weeks ago and it's on my Instagram. So I said, pick about three exercises 
which are representative of your entire body. So pick a push, pick a pull, pick a legs, and have those three lifts as the basis of your entire routine. Those are the lifts that matter. So to give you an example of what they could be, could be a squat, bench, and chin. It could be a chin, dip, and leg press, right? Whatever it is, a push, pull, and legs, okay? And it doesn't have to be the squat, bench, and deadlift, you know? That's, those are just three arbitrary power lifts. It can be three lifts that you are suited to. Pick those marks of progression. Establish a baseline of like a set of eight to 12 with great form. Establish that, okay? So great form with moderate rep range, eight to 12, and establish some good hard working poundages. So let's say you pick the, I don't know, the chin dip and squat. And let's say right now you can squat 100 for 10 with excellent form, nice rep speed, no bouncing at the bottom, no fast reps, anything like that, for like 100 for eight reps, okay? Great, that's your baseline. And let's say you can dip with 20 kilo around your waist for eight, and you can chin with five kilo around your waist for eight. Those are your lifts. You wanna spend the next six months doing whatever you can to progress that squat from 100 for eight to 140 for eight, and I guarantee you will have bigger legs, assuming you keep the form the same, you keep the reps the same, you keep everything else the same, you will have to grow more muscle tissue to accommodate that extra weight on the bar. You will have to grow your legs and your glutes, your lower back, all that kind of stuff to accommodate that extra strength. If you take your dips from currently 20 kilos for a set of eight to 50 or 60 kilos for a set of eight, your chest, shoulders, triceps will all have to get bigger the intensity and volume you use is completely irrelevant to that end goal. Just get stronger with moderate rep ranges in great form over time. And in terms of how you do that, you don't just go into the gym after squatting 100 for eight and go, okay, Faz wants me to get stronger, load her up to 140. That is moronic. Don't do that, okay? Go to 102.5. Do that for eight. Master it. If you don't get eight, fine. If you get six, cool. Stick with one and 2.5, then get eight, okay? However much volume you do at that, I don't care. It doesn't matter. Stick to the routine. Pick something reasonable, okay? We all know what reasonable volume is. Nothing too crazy low, nothing too crazy high, but focus has got to be on the strength of that squat, that squat set. That will determine whether everything else you're doing is working or not with regards to legs. Get that up to one and 2.5 for eight. Next step, one and five for eight. Then 107.5 for eight, you get the idea. Then 110 for eight. So you hit 110. You're 25% of the way to your goal. Your goal was 140 for eight. That may have taken you a couple of months. Great. So then you can start to map out your journey to 140 for eight. And after that, you can map out your journey to 180 for eight or whatever it is. If you're really, really strong and big, do what you need to do to get that poundage up. It doesn't matter about the intensity or the volume. If you are progressing, and you're doing everything you can to progress and you actually are able to add weight to the bar consistently week in, week out, then it's proof that whatever you're doing, whatever your intensity is, whatever your volume is, it's working. It doesn't matter whether you did 45 sets to get there or whether the bar slowed down on the way to failure or whether you failed. It gives a crap. Don't you understand? Like All that is just distractions from the overall goal, which is to get bigger and stronger over time with decent rep ranges in great form. That's the key. Right, folks, I'll leave you there. If you found this useful, um, yeah, like, share, subscribe, give me some reviews, and um, I'll speak to you next time.